If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Along with Mark Henry, I'm Jonathan Hood. We have a lot to talk about on this edition of Busted Open. We talked about SmackDown, the matchup that we're going to see, The Fiend against Daniel Bryan. We also talk about the heels and babyfaces. There's a lot of gray area when it comes to the WWE. Who's a heel? Who's a babyface? Also talking about the women's division. How impressive is the women's division for the WWE as they'll have their own Survivor Series matchup? Also, the revival in a big matchup against the New Day. That was a lot of fun. Also, we get into Devon Dudley, and we talk about Devon as a WWE Hall of Famer and so much more, including our best shows of the week. All part of the mix for a Saturday edition of Busted Open with Mark Henry and Jonathan Hood. The thing that resonated with me the most is the fact that he was talking to Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And he actually even referenced it at one point about Bray Wyatt or The Fiend. Like, who's in charge? And I was like, oh, man. And they started talking about being mentally unstable. And that's something that really, really takes a prominent role in this because you have both these guys, their histories have speak for themselves, and now you have them face-to-face. Not really face-to-face, but face-to-screen. Right. And that way you can kind of keep it, you know, until the pay-per-view. But when I heard him say, I'm mentally unstable too. I went, (laughs) oh, my goodness gracious. So we're going to have crazy on crazy? Okay, that's fine. They've already laid that story out, Mark. But here's the thing. It goes back to the Dutch man tell story about Vince Russo when they both were in TNA. And Vince Russo said, bro, I just don't understand this baby face versus heel thing. What's the big deal with this? I don't know where I never I don't even understand it. And Dutch said, "You don't understand this." He goes, "I got a book where you can be able to learn about baby faces versus heels." And Russo said, "What? What book?" And Dutch said, "The Bible," and then walked out. <laughs> what, it, what that means is is that baby faces versus heels still matter, good versus bad. It's what Art Anderson said on Busted Open not too long ago. The same thing. Here's the here's the thing. Like I'm looking forward to that matchup. But I think it's very clear that The Fiend or Bray Wyatt, whatever you want to say, is a character babyface. He's, he's been a babyface since he was in the Wyatt family. He's, he's still that guy. Nobody wants to boo him because every time he, they, they darken the lights in the arenas, everybody turns their phone on. They put the lights on. They yeah, follow they him. They, they enjoy oh, Okay, so, so what is Daniel Bryan in this? Is he also a character babyface? People want to cheer him too. So what? So like, I'm interested in the match. I'm just trying to figure out, uh, for me as a fan, which way am I supposed to turn? But Bray was trying to provoke him into being the babyface. He was like, "All you got to do is say that magic word, yes." And he, Daniel was like, "No, you don't. You don't tell me what to do. 
Mm-hmm. You don't steer me in the direction that you want to steer me in. I go by the beat of my own drum. And if you want, if you want it with me, then let's 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 line up across from each other, and let's see where the where the tire meets the road. And I I, I appreciated that from Daniel, but it still left us in the gray area. Like like Arn, you talked about Arn. We're gonna talk about Arn later on, mm-hmm. but. The white hat and the black hat, the good versus the evil, like you like he said, the Bible. You know, it's 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 Satan versus Christ. Right. Like I mean, it's <laughs> what else is like you gotta have a definitive role. And I don't think that we got that from Daniel. Uh and what we got, one more week? Mm-hmm. So we have one week before we gotta close it out. So let's let's you and I be able to break this down because once we say it, it's going to be on all these different wrestling podcasts, all these different wrestling shows. So you and I are going to break this down today. Here's what I believe: I think Vince wants to be able to get the Fiend over as a heel by having Bar- by having Daniel Bryan be the babyface in this. I think he's pushing because he figures that you know the Fiend is supposed to be this evil character, like super evil character, but yet he's still being cheered when he took on Seth Rollins. All right, so I think that Vince wants to push that ball up heels. Like, he's probably thinking, I'll get him over, pal. He's going to be a heel. And I who else can do it better than Daniel Bryan? Well, right. They will tell a story, and I can see – I'm picking up what you're putting down here, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hood. Let's do this. Daniel Bryan can tell a story in that match and make Bray Wyatt a monster rather than – somebody that everybody is loving and respecting because he's he's got enough I guess he's got enough history with the wrestling fans that they respect him and he's going to make them love him again and he started with the no I can't do it I don't want to go back and Miz referenced it he was like who are you are you the guy that everybody loved with the yes chance? Or are you the heel? Are you the bad guy that everybody hated and everybody wanted to that you were the you wanted to make the world better again and you wanted people to recycle? Like who are you? And Daniel will tell that story mid match. In the beginning, I think it's going to be a lot of bells and whistles. They're going to go at each other, and they're going to make everybody in that arena go, holy shit. Mm-hmm. But then somewhere, there's going to be a point where Daniel is going to not do the bad thing. And and, and I, I love the whole psychology level of wrestling, and that was one of, the, one of my fortes, is I enjoyed it enough to where I knew – how the match was supposed to go, how it was supposed to be layered. So not only could the advanced wrestling fan that's willing to spend five or $6,000 a year on wrestling, but the little kid that's eight years old that understands good versus evil, and they know that this is not supposed to happen. Daniel Bryan will make that moment possible for that little kid. He will make that moment possible for that fan, that super fan that's, that goes to all the pay-per-views, pays money for hotels and transportation and food and everything else, Daniel Bryan will get that across. And if by the, by the middle of that match, the crowd will be booing Bray Wyatt. I can promise you. 
That's what that's the bottom line as we as you listen to Busted Open with Mark Henry, Jonathan Hood with you here on Fight Nation. That's the whole thing, Mark. That's the whole thing. He Vince wants you as a fan to choose because nobody wants to boo Daniel Bryan. Remember when at that brief time that Daniel Bryan was with the Wyatt family? And, and I don't know why he was there for three, four weeks, whatever, but nobody wanted to boo Daniel Bryan. They were still doing the yes chance. Same thing with Bray Wyatt. Nobody wants to boo Bray Wyatt, but the fiend. I think that Bray Wyatt, when he came to creative and said, I got something special, I want to be the fiend, and here's the mask, and here's the outfit I'm going to wear and all that, I think that in the back of, of Wyatt's mind, he's thinking, man, this is going to get me over as a huge heel. But, of course, people still know it's Bray. So now the fans are going to choose. But it all depends on the creative now, how this is built. And you only got a week now to be able to show, yes, I am the really, really bad guy. I'm hoping that you'll boo me and that it'll push Brian as a babyface. Because otherwise, we're talking about yet another match with gray, a good match, but gray area. That's, you know, again, that's not good for me as a wrestling fan. Jonathan, this is this is one of the things that that I look at, and you you see, Bray Wyatt, when Seth was when he was battling with Seth, Seth would hit him, and he was stop it. Why are you doing this? That's that's creating sympathy, right? And I think that the the guy that we saw last night was not the same Bray Wyatt. He was an antagonist. He was teasing Daniel. He was the, the, so it's kind of the beginning of finding out who is the bad guy. Next week, I think that there will be an issue with the fiend and with Bray Wyatt because we don't want to. The last thing that we want to do, you and I, and the rest of the fans across the world, is to see somebody that's mentally incapable of making any kind of decision, good or bad, you you want to see that person get hurt. Right. I think the sympathy will be pulled away from them next week, and it will be definitive that he'll start saying stuff like, Daniel Bryan, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to make all these people that love you see you for what I see you as week and he's going to downplay Daniel. He's going to he's going to pull the carpet. He's going to kick Daniel while he's on the ground. He's going to spit on him. He's going to talk about his mama as we you know <laughs> the, the worst thing you could do in my neighborhood was to talk about somebody's oh, mama. Yeah. What you say too. about my mama? Right. Oh, now I got to cut you. Right. <laughs> it's right. That is going to come out. But here's here's the thing though. This is all going to accumulate on Survivor Series, Mark. But, man, I wish this was out during Royal Rumble. I wish they had more weeks because as you build toward this, now week after week you are showing that the, the Fiend is the heel, that he'll do anything, as you mentioned, to go after Daniel Bryan. I wish this match wasn't during Survivor Series in Chicago. I wish this was at the Royal Rumble. I wish this was closer to 2020 than it is next week because if you tell the story, now for sure – Bray is going to, or the Fiend's going to come across as the heel. But now we only got a week out. It's a, it's a shame. You know, I, want, I, I wish there was more time. Bray Wyatt is going to have to really, to, next week, I wish we did have more time. Um, I want to see Bray Wyatt dominate the people in the funhouse. 
and mm-hmm. I, I need to see him be mean and disrespectful and shut up and don't say another word. I'll treat you like I'm going to treat Daniel Bryan. Like he's going to have to do things to that nature in order to make people go, "Wow, man, what I used to, I, I I used to like him." Because there is an emotional bond. And we don't think about it, but we loved Bray Wyatt and 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 despite him being on the fence and being a gray kind of character and playing the role of the antagonist, we still liked him. When his music came out, we loved mm-hmm. his music. The, when the lights went dark, everybody turned the f- the phones on. You see what I'm saying? Like there was there was there was connection. Daniel is a storyteller. Daniel can garner the sympathy of the wrestling fan. And I, I'll say it now, and, and you know, people say Ricky Steamboat. Ricky right. Steamboat was arguably the best guy in that era of sympathy, of getting sympathy. His selling was impeccable. You felt like... That, I mean, people have went over the barricade to try to help him. Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. took over somewhere. I, I think in the in the the early nineties, ninety two, ninety four, Shawn Michaels became that guy. The Mister WrestleMania stuff started to happen all the way through the nineties. If you hit Shawn Michaels, and he was on the ground, writhing in pain, crawling, and you would see him reach his hand to the hard camera side, and he would be, help me. And yeah. the crowd would all be like, no, leave him alone. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Bryan is going to do that. And I think we do need another two weeks, but we don't have two weeks. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. You can look at it from a couple of different perspectives. Number one, who got over? Like that's that's something that you always want to say. Like not not who who got put over, but who who benefited the most? And I think last night, the NXT women benefited the most out of that because even though they got ran out of the ring at the end, I think that they benefited the most because one, we got to see them individually work in the ring out on a on a primetime show. And the the one that shined the most was Rhea Ripley. She looked like a million bucks in there with the other women and not just the ones that she's been wrestling with on NXT. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought that she looked the part, um, and she wrestled the part. When she came in at the, at the Royal Rumble, it's, it's a different person altogether. You could tell that she was nervous. Uh, she was reserved. Last night she came out, and she kicked ass and took names. It's, it's a great crossover for NXT overall, too, for them to be on that stage on Fox. Uh, let me just sidebar just for a second. Mark, here's something that uh, I think a lot of wrestling fans take for granted. 
you and I growing up in the era watching wrestling, you know, regionally and watching local television for wrestling, right? Early Saturday morning, early Sunday morning, or maybe overnight where they used to put wrestling. It is so great for the WWE to be on a network every single Friday. It's as big of an accomplishment for Vince McMahon and the company since the beginning of WrestleMania. So I just, I, I just, I, I think we need to put that in perspective that Rhea Ripley was not just on some local channel or she's just on the WWE network. She's in front of everybody on a network. Yeah. That's how big this platform is. I, I don't think we talk about that enough because for us, uh, people of a certain age like you and I, having to look for your local channel to be able to find wrestling is a totally different animal than going to a network every Friday night, Destination TV, prime time, to watch pro wrestling. It, it was It's huge. So the same thing for Rhea Ripley. She's not even 23, 24 years of age yet, and she already, to me, is a must-watch for sure. Yeah, and, and it was cool that there's a lot of people that, you know, it's like we had a first-time caller today on the show. There, there are people that are watching Fox for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the impression that she must have gave them was, wow, she must be one of their stars. Mm-hmm. That's the way she looked in the ring to me. She looked like, man, a dominant personality. And it was cool to see those women succeed out there, even without arguably the two best female wrestlers on the roster to give them a little bit of a shine and that being Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. They still were able to be out there. Uh, Sasha Banks is, you know, is 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 not uh, is a really, really close uh, third, and you can argue that she might be the second best wrestler in the company for in the women's division. And it was cool to see Bailey be able to coexist with the other women, and it was them against NXT rather than them against all the women involved. So there were a lot of layers to that that, you know, sometimes, you know, me and my brother, we we didn't always get along. But if somebody else said something to my brother or somebody said something to me, it was me and my brother against them. Right. Not a good not a good place to be. So uh that's that's what I got out of it last night watching uh the women's matches. Still to come on the program on Busted Open, we'll get a chance to hear from another WWE Hall of Famer, Devon Dudley, scheduled to join us coming up at the bottom of the hour right here on Busted Open. With Mark Henry, Jonathan Hood with you, uh, 877-FIGHT-93, 877-344-4893. And also last night, to see the fabulous Moolah, I'm sorry, Shayna Baszler out there, uh, when you see her out there, I'm just and I call her Moolah because she looks like she can't be beat. She's so rare and different, and I love that, Mark, because yeah. Shayna Baszler is not like any other uh, women's wrestler in the world, not even I mean, we're talking about NXT, but in the world because she's straight ahead, no nonsense, has a great promo, and she wrestles differently. I like her unorthodox style because it's different than anything else that we've seen. It is it almost like like Moolah. I, I don't know who's going to beat her for that title. No, and, and and a lot of it too is it it looks like she doesn't care sometimes even about winning. It she wants to inflict pain on people. She wants to she wants to beat you up and ugly you up. I I'm I can't remember the name of the movie, but the guy was like, Hey man, you're going to jail. Um we're gonna have to ugly you up a little bit. You you That was that was the Mac, I think. The Mac. 
you're too handsome. <laughs> We're going to have to ugly you up a little bit. And they beat the shit out of him. His eye was swollen shut. He had a scar on his on his brow. His lips were bleeding. His nose was broken. And he went into jail, and he was able to get it in. Well, a lot of these women, when they come out of a match with uh, Rhea Ripley or with Shayna Baszler, they're different. And I think that that's something that I, I'd like to see more out of Bailey. I, I, I'd like to see Bailey being a heel because there's a lot of people that are not buying her being a heel. She, she's, she's, a, she's, she's a sweet girl, uh, always been one of my favorites. She's the best working woman in WWE. Correct. So I, I want to see her adopt some of what Shayna Baszler is. Be bully. Just be a tough, tough SOB. And and when she's wrestling, I don't see men's women, men's wrestling or women's wrestling. I see a wrestler. I see somebody. I could I could see her doing intergender matches, giving guys the business. She don't play, and she's a very very. Un, you you said a, a really great word to describe her is unorthodox. She's not your typical wrestler that locks up with you and uh she's not a high flyer she doesn't overpower you she's a, she's an ass kicker she whoops you she beats you in the submission and i'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to come out at the at survivor series because um i i bailey i mean oh, golly i can't see bailey I can't see Bailey beating Shayna. I, no, I, I, I can see Becky beating Shayna because right. they the, the promo that they cut two weeks ago that that was that made you want to see them one on one. Yeah, there's no there's no question about that. But he, I want to ask you about Bailey though, and, and it, once again, Mark, it is the square peg in the round hole. My my disconnect with Bailey is is it's not that nothing is her, it's just about her creative. Man, you know, like everybody else knows that Bailey is a baby face. I think that the WWE dropped the ball on Bailey in this regard. When she was in NXT and making her way to the WWE, man, she had Cena like cheers. She on the on the female side, on the women's side, she was the Cena of the female side because of her how she resonated with the kids. Kids love Bailey. The whole Bailey Buddies thing, the the hugs, the smile. She was white meat baby face. This is what we talked about in our last hour, trying to dis- discover baby faces. So now you're trying to put a, a, a square peg in a round hole by having Bailey be a heel. Well, if you go back to last week when she was uh, at at uh, ringside with Michael and Corey. Michael kept cutting off Bailey. What did Bailey say? Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You can cut me off. Well, a heel's like, no, damn it, don't keep cutting me off. I got something to say. That's that's what a heel does, and so just naturally and innately, right. it it just comes out. She and, doesn't have that. No, you know she's not a heel. Now now maybe she can grow into it, but but you know damn well that she's a baby face, and she and I think not just from a personality standpoint, Mark, she was box office. That that baby face uh, persona could make even more money for the company. And he, and because Cena's not there, Bailey could have been that, and they turned her, they turned a blind eye to it to make her a heel. Why? Why would you do that? I, you know, I I can't answer that question, 
But what I can do is after this show is over and you go to the podcast uh, version of this show, uh, we need to put in a glossary with words like white meat baby face and give the description <laughs> because a lot of our listeners, is we have some serious listeners, they know. But then all of our new listeners, there are terminologies from old school wrestling and sorry. white meat baby face is one of them. I'm <laughs> and sorry. We need to educate <laughs> our listeners to what that is. So tune in, tune in to the podcast at the end of the show, and and we'll we'll make sure that that's a very descriptive version of what that is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> we we trying to educate. We teachers today too. Eight seven seven fight ninety three eight seven seven three four 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 eight nine three. Well, at least you know you're working with somebody that's really old school. I love it. I love it. So, so, and by the way, speaking of old school, okay, I'll just mention this once, and then you can you can squash me. I'm just telling you, man. You know you're not supposed to have two women's matches back to back. That's not wrestling. You know you're not supposed to do that. That's a no no. That's what happened on SmackDown last night. But that's yeah, it's it's like having two big guy matches back to back. You can't do it. Gotta have separation. You know you can't do. It's like you can't have two tag team matches back to back. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't understand that. I saw that last night, and I, it was kind of like I was. I was a little shocked, and maybe they're trying to mix it up, but that's not the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Um, let's go back to the phone lines and talk to you, uh, David in Atlanta is with us here on Busted Open with Mark Henry and Jonathan Hood. Hello, Dave. How you guys doing this morning? Good. What's up, man? Hey, Mark, I want to throw you a question. Uh, in watching that tag match last night, uh, can you please give me some insight into when you're wrestling in the ring with a knee brace like Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox are, how do you, back in the day when like Stone Cold would wear them, he would do stomps and stuff. He didn't really throw knee strikes or, or things like that. But these girls with their martial arts backgrounds, they're throwing knees left and right. How do you do that? with those braces on and it not be considered the same as a steel chair or brass knuckles or having a weapon in the ring? You know what? That's a great question. And I, the, the, to be honest, uh, I think that a lot of those, a lot of those braces and the ones that I had had padding on them as well as a sleeve, but they're not wearing sleeves on them. Uh, but I do see the corner pieces, uh, with padding on them. Um, but I, uh, it's, it's a good it's a good psychology you know question is why wouldn't they react like they're getting hit with something iron which you know for the most part it is the stuff being hard plastic uh it, it would feel like iron if you got hit in the face with it and there have been several cases where people did get uh hurt real bad by knee braces I remember a case where uh, Ray Mysterio and Cody uh, um, uh, Kofi Kingston had a match where Kofi got cut real bad and had to mm. get it stitched up. So um, yeah, I mean it's, it's it's definitely something that 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 needs to be addressed to the talent. All right, we're glad you checked in, David. We appreciate your phone call. Uh, well, he leaves line up for you, 877 893 877-344-4893. Don't forget to uh, hit us up on Twitter as well, at Henry at Sirius6M, Busted Open, at Tweet J Hood. We say hello to Jim in Spring Branch with us on Busted Open. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, not much, not much. How you doing, Jenna? 
and Mark, I got a question for you. You got the women's champions going against each other in Survivor Series. You got the tag teams going to each other, and you got the others going to each other. Why ain't our heavyweight champions going after each other? You know, I mean, which one would be the dominant? Would it be Brock Lesnar? Would it be The Fiend? Or would it be Michael Cole? You know what? Uh, I I think that having having dominant heels and Michael Cole, uh, he is a talented guy. Like, don't don't disregard Michael Cole as being up there with Jim Ross and Gordon Soley. His voice will be missed when he's not doing it again. When he's not doing it, Um, we've come to listening to Michael Cole. And taking for granted, I think how good he is, and his being just being descriptive, him being informative, and him giving the respect that needs to be for whoever he's talking about. He's really, really sound. I enjoy uh, Michael Cole, uh, so we're not going to trivialize Michael Cole. But as far as like dominant hills, like um, there are dominant hills in the business. I mean. You Brock Lesnar is the ultimate dominant heel, and um, Baron Corbin is a dominant heel. Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode are dominant heels in the business, and you could keep going. Uh, but what we have done is we have a lot of guys that are riding the fence. We have too many, and Mr. Hood mentioned earlier, like. We need more baby faces. There, there's guys that could be baby faces. I mean, like Ricochet is the ultimate baby face. You know, AJ Styles could be if he if need be, but as a heel, you tell me somebody that you can look at and say, "Wow, that, that he's better than AJ Styles as a heel." AJ Styles is good. It's just that so many guys have rode the fence so long. And the WWE, one day they'll have them cutting a promo that everybody likes them, and then they'll be wrestling the same show somebody as a heel. And, like, you got to make up your mind. This this business is confusing. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I enjoyed the fact that um, the New Day was was able to not only captivate everybody last night and and get you really didn't get a win, you know, being that you know the undisputed era came out and of course ruined that. Um, But Big E is one of those guys that you know they they mentioned about how he would be a great singles guy, a great singles wrestler, creating kind of a um, a riff, if you will, between him and the, the New Day guys. And um, I, I thought that was kind of interesting because nobody talks about something unless it's something that they're going to talk about on the show in the future. And I, I tell my wife all the time, like, I can see a commercial ad or a trailer and 
if it if it relates to wrestling, there's a reason that the WWE shows it. They, they're not going to put anything on the program that's not have any relevancy later on. And but it was cool that the Roderick Strong uh, he he looked like he had heard something bad about him. Mm-hmm. Um, last night he was out there slanging and banging, and I think that. Um, the whole talk about Adam Cole shining and everybody else being like the backup singers uh, kind of didn't go well with Roger Strong because he was whooping their ass. Yes, he was. <laughs> I was like, man, look at Roderick. Roderick is not playing. And um, it, it was cool, though, to see the, the, the Undisputed Era come out there with some, some fire and brimstone because – uh, you want this pay-per-view to look like they can compete. And prior weeks, I I was excited about it, but I didn't think that they would have a chance. Now I actually think that uh, after last night that Undisputed Era may have a chance. I just love the idea of a faction. You and I grew up in wrestling watching the factions, whether it is the the Freebirds, whether it's Devastation Incorporated with uh, Skandar Akbar. You know, the the list goes on and on of factions. Those things matter in wrestling. Bring it back, man. Bring it back. Just just giving the history lesson and bringing it forward. But I know one thing. To see Roderick Strong out there, you're right. He is taking another step. And that matchup between him and Roderick Strong and AJ Styles, I'm not sure who's going to bump and feed in that match, but I just know it's going to be a hell of a match. I don't know who's going to take the pinfall, but that's going to be a lot of fun in Survivor Series. Yeah, it should be. And AJ is is AJ. He, you know, we talked about guys that are Teflon. We talked about guys that have the full toolbox. Uh, AJ Styles has got the full toolbox, man. I mean, they they didn't portray that when he ran into Brock. I wish they would have done more when he, when he, he and Brock touched. But, you know, I can't go back and rewrite it, nor would they probably listen to me anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I'm on this program, and I'm forcing them to listen because uh, don't think for one second that they're not listening and every other comp- country company is not listening because uh, Busted Open is – slowly becoming the standard in pro wrestling outside of the televised shows. Like, you you can mention Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, New Japan, Impact, ROH, MLW, and what's the one that uh, we get flack for not mentioning? Like, we don't mention them that uh, yesterday on the show, Dave and I was talking about the guys, Brian, that you know, calls in. You don't ever mention NWA Power. Well, we mentioned Power, but it was one of the other shows. I don't remember. We're not going to mention it because we don't even remember it. So anyway, yeah. uh, moving suck right it. along. Suck it. <laughs> Just suck it. Uh, that, oh my. We uh, <laughs> that was Gabby. Gabby I can I could say whatever I want after today. It's a <laughs> suck it Saturday. I, I don't. I don't disagree, Gabby. I'm on your side, but pal. I'm <clears throat> moving right along. Sir. Uh, sir. Let's go back to the phone lines and say hello Let's to the Let's go nation. back to the phone lines and stop this. Yeah, yes, that's what we do here. As we go to St. Louis, here's Jay on Busted Open right here on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Hello, Jay. Hello, guys. Good morning. How are you all? We're well, thank you. 
So you guys were talking before about SmackDown last night. Um, and the, what really made me want to call in was what you guys talking about uh, Chad Gable, as I like to call him, and not Shorty G. Um, the, I, I, I appreciate that, uh, you know, Chad is making the most of his time with what they're giving him. Um, but me personally, I think that Chad deserves to be Chad Gable and wear the gear he was wearing and not look like he should be in Space Jam. Um, right. That's, but, why, uh, <laughs> that's why we heard the joke there from uh, Corey Graves yesterday, making that, I think, that joke about his the way what he was wearing. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Maybe the writers, you know, think that this this gimmick is appealing to children and everything. Um, but I guess to people like myself who are, you know, in our late twenties and early thirties, we, you know, who uh, who are more, you know, wrestling than sports entertainment. Um, I always, you know, I've I've always been a fan of Chad Gable since he was with American Alpha. But um, but I do appreciate him and uh, Mustafa Ali picking up that win. Um, for me, the, the 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 SmackDown last night, uh, you know, SmackDown on Fox started off to such a huge, you know, started off with a bang with that first show on Fox and everything. But I feel like ever since the draft, other than that NXT invasion show where the SmackDown roster was uh, stuck in Saudi Arabia, um, that the shows have just kind of been either lackluster or average. They haven't been as good as that first show in the NXT invasion show. Um, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that and, um, you know, for being on Fox, why shows haven't been you know like for me the two best shows of the week um that air on national television are wednesdays you know raw and mm-hmm. smackdown kind of feel you know even though they're the the a shows for the company for lots of fans the two best shows are nxt and AEW, and raw and smackdown play kind of second fiddle just want to get your thoughts thank you jay go ahead mark no i i uh the the whole point was um I think that that Chad Gable is an Olympian first and a dominant wrestler second. Uh, He's being trivialized. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. It is WWE Hall of Famer Devon Dudley. He joins us here on Busted Open. Devon, it is Mark and Jonathan. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, thank you. Thank you for being. Thank you for having me on the show, actually. Absolutely. We just want to get your overall thoughts about where we are as far as the state of wrestling. Mark and I have been talking about just the ebb and flow of how things are going. How close do you think wrestling is to the territory days as far as so many different companies being able to flourish? Well, you know, I think that we're missing uh, things like that, where there were different territories and where guys were able to learn their craft uh, even better by the time they got to the WWE. And, you know, with Vince buying up all the promotions and having everything, you know, it's kind of hard now for these kids to learn and to go to different territories to be able to prosper uh, in their craft. But, you know, that's why I always tell even my students, I have a school in, uh, in, in Florida, that they need to stay in the school as long as they can. Try to stay on the Indian circuit as long as you can. Learn your craft. Do all your mistakes out there before coming up and trying to make it to the big dance because you need to get that out of your system so by the time you come up, you're ready to go. Devon, um, I've, I've always been a, a proponent of, in tag wrestling, of seeing a tag team work together and do a finish together. 
What? Why is it that now the tags are going away from working together? It seems like the the revival is the only team that's kind of looking at it like if we do it together, we'll win. Well, because revival is not a team that they just put together. Revival was actually a legit tag, and nowadays you've got guys being put together because sometimes they don't know what to do with them or. They're doing like they used to do back in the day in some aspects where they're throwing it against the wall and it stick. And a lot of times they don't stick because these guys don't gel. Bubba and I were together first in ECW. And, you know, we learned how to, number one, be a tag team, learn how to, number one, to grow together. So by the time we were able to get to the WWE, we were a legit tag team. Not only that, but we wanted to be the tag team. That's the difference. A lot of these guys don't want to be in tag teams. They want to be single, but they're put together. I think if you let some of the guys that want to be tag teams, let them be tag teams and let them flourish and leave the ones that want to be singles, let them be singles. Devon, we, we talked about the most dominant basketball team of all time or the most Double dominant, ball. the most dominant, <laughs> stop it, the most dominant duo <laughs> Uh, which you would already say that is Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Absolutely. So you really, you really, in your heart of heart, think that uh, Michael and Scottie could beat Kobe and Shaq? Well, you know what? It's just hard to say that, and I, and I tell you why because it's because it's not true. That's why it's hard to say. <laughs> okay, but that, that's your opinion. And listen, I've had arguments with you before about this. And now you're bringing it to the forefront of the media. <laughs> you and I are going to be like Shaq and freaking, uh, what's his name, uh, that always get in. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Charles Barkley. So, so Devon, just listen, to take it, but, to but, take but, it but, back listen, to wrestling. Listen, listen, hold go on, ahead. Hold on. Go ahead. Let me just say this. Every generation gets stronger and stronger. Now, let me put it to you this way. You had the Hogan and Andre era, you know, that did what they did and was extremely successful. Then you move to the Brett and Sean era, which they got stronger and bigger. And then, of course, the attitude era, which is what we were in. They, of course, we were bigger and stronger and did things far beyond what the Hogan and Andre era uh, would do, not taking anything away from them. Now you go to today's era, and again, they're even stepping the bar even more. So I think that's in every sport. Okay, well, evolution is definitely something that plays a big part in sports and, and in pro wrestling. We wanted to compare. Where do you see you and Bubba in uh, Mount Rushmore uh, of wrestling duos? I think we're right up there. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that we were number one because we always want to put uh, the ones that were number one, the ones that came before us, the Road Warriors, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, Kelly and On. You know, the list goes on and on. You know, the Colos. We basically, you know, took from each and every one of those tag teams that pretty much set the bar for us. And all we did was make it into our own and then bring it to the forefront. Those guys, in my opinion, were way better than us. But listen, you can't have an, an argument or even a discussion about tag team wrestling without putting the Ws into the mix. I think we've proven without a shadow of a doubt that we are definitely contenders uh, even with those from the past. So, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of what Bubba and I have accomplished. Um, you know, no other tag team, you know, obviously said that people will say that we have accomplished more than any other tag team before us. And remember, back in the day, during the Hogan and Andre era, there were more territories 
uh, to conquer. By the time me and Bubba got there, there was only three. And then it, when, you, when you conquered those three, then you went overseas to New Japan, all Japan, the organizations over there. But guess what? We conquered that as well. So you can't have a discussion about the greatest tag teams without mentioning the Dudleys, not being conceded or whatever, but I'm just telling the truth. Devon, we know we got to, you got to run, but we want to ask you about the the women uh, around wrestling, not just the WWE, but everywhere else. How surprised are you of this uh, this evolution with women's wrestling, and and what uh, stands out most about it for you? You know, what gets me about that is that you know, again, I take nothing away from um, our generation in terms of the attitude era. I take nothing away again from the Hogan and Andre era, the Bret and Shawn era when it comes to the women's wrestling, the jumping bomb angels. Uh, Judy Martin and Lalali Kai, Sherry Martell, you know, the list goes on and on. The Fabulous Moolah, Mae Young, you know, all of them, they set the bar. But these women today, it's almost like they're almost better than the men. They I are, mean, they, in they most areas. Hard, oh, my God, they are hard-hitting. They are just in your face. They don't care. It's not about what we used to do back in the day, tits and ass. No, 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 it has nothing to do with that. These are for real women that are going in there and busting their behind and causing people to look at them in a different way. And I'm so proud of the women today in pro wrestling that, you know, I stand up and clap and, and, and do all of that for them because it's amazing now when you watch women wrestling, what it has become, how it has evolved into what it is today. No one's seen it coming, but you know what? It's here. It's here. Expected and, and, and be honored by it. Well, I'm going to say this, Devon. Uh, my... I thought, I think that Christian and Edge uh, and the Hardys should definitely be in that conversation with you. But from the busted open standpoint, we we consider you and, and Bully to be number one. It's not like that you didn't earn it. And I know that you're being respectful and you're paying homage to the people that came before you, but that don't make them right. That don't make it right. You, y'all, you guys evolved the business you you not only did it in the ring, but you did it in the in the office and in the boardroom, and and that's that's important to pro wrestling. Well, thank you, Mark. I, I really appreciate it, and it's uh, you know it's things like that that you know from people that I've been in the ring with, that I've shared a locker room with, that I've sat down and, and you know and ate lunch with, that can actually say that about us because you, along with everybody else that have done that, know us better than anybody else, and how hard it was. For a tag team, especially during the Attitude Era, when you have The Rock, when you have Stone Cold Steve Austin, Big Show, Triple H, all of these big stars, but yet Bubba and I, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys made tag teams stand in attention. It made people look and go, oh, my God, I need to see tag team wrestling. And they, and they made people want to say, where did this come from? And they actually went back. The fans of pro wrestling have gone back in history and looked up guys so they can compare what wrestling was to what wrestling is that you and Bully yep. did, and they got to see how good y'all really are. Uh, Devon, I know you you uh, you got stuff to do. You're signing autographs and taking pictures, and and you're over at the big event. I'm on my way over there yes, in a, in, a, in a few uh, minutes, and I it, in the in the spirit of Bully Ray, I, I would not be doing justice if i didn't tell you you're the opening match warm the crowd up for me i'll be over there in a minute 
Hey, by all means, you're the main event. And if that's the case, I got to say thank you for the house. Yeah, all right, kid. <laughs> Good job, kid. <laughs> thank you, Devon. All right, guys. Listen, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. My friend, this is uh, this is your segment, the Busted Open Weekly Winner, right? Well, you know what? It's it's kind of like uh, the Saturday editions uh, segment. Uh, we we Ryan McKinnell and myself and Gabby we we decided that you have to have a, a show that sums up the entire week because we end the week on Saturday, and uh, being on six days a week is pretty damn hard to to have enough content for. And we thought that having a segment where we talked about the best shows would be awesome. And we've got a lot of positive feedback from it. So, um, you know, I I would have to go so far as um, still uh, AEW won again and in my eyes. And, you know, I would even have to say that SmackDown last night uh, jumped over NXT and Raw uh, came in fourth, and I'd have to give Power five. Um, I, I I love Power. Uh, I think that some of it is star power. Some of it is um, them being really really new. Uh, but I the one thing that I I could take away from it is. Nick comes onto that show holding a title like it's his baby. And the respect level is unbelievable. But um, giving you my winners, I still would have to say that uh, AEW took it. Okay, for me, if I'm having my top five, I'm going to go with last night's SmackDown because of everything that you and I talked about, man. That, that whole thing at the end. The main event was Daniel Bryan and The Fiend and how that all was built. And, and by the way, how was it built? With a promo. Mm. Both both AEW, NXT, and a number of these other companies still have to understand the power of the promo. How did you and I become wrestling fans? You're watching Houston Wrestling on Paul Bosch's TV and the mm-hmm. promos. Butch Reed is going to tell you he's going to beat Junkyard Dog's ass. You know, like, like you know, Gary Hart was bringing in Kabuki. He's telling you oh, how strong Kabuki man. is. You know, so those Stop are the things. Stop it. You're Sorry, killing man. me. Sorry. Woo, take me Gary back Hart. to 10 years old. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Love that. I'm just telling you, man, when he's talking to, you know, when, when you're watching Houston wrestling, the promos with the TV, um, the TV station on the in the background, uh, in the backdrop, those things, you know, Wahoo McDaniel came out, Wahoo was telling you. You know who is going to who he's going to face. So those the promo still matters, and I think that SmackDown did a great job with that. I thought NXT was better than AEW this past uh, Wednesday night. Um, I didn't I didn't think AEW's show was as good as we've seen in the past. The promos once again the were promos good. were good. Yeah, but I thought that NXT. You know what sold me, man? The wrestling. Thought, the, the wrestling. O- the opening match with Angel Garza and it. Leo Rush. 
They, that's it. They open the show with unbelievable wrestling, and that's just hard to beat. You know, you're going to make me change my mind, but I get a lot of flack, you know, from the fans of being a WWE homer. And, um, you know, it's, 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 sometimes it does sway my opinion. Um, I thought that, but I didn't, I didn't say it, and I regret it, um, that I let the fans – get in my head about, you know, how I make my decision. But mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to stick to it because I really did enjoy watching MJF and uh, Chris Jericho in the ring. Like, that, it was money for me. Um, but, I, I I mean, just like you said, uh, the NXT opened up great. And uh, last night's show was really good. And I, I, I put it above NXT – um, because last night the implications were really, really good. Yeah, I thought that NXT had a, a better effort this Wednesday. Can't say that for every Wednesday, but I just thought that NXT had this sense of you don't know what's going to happen next, and also the in-ring performances were really good, so I'll give it to them. I'll go off the board and give you NXT UK, which I think is a very underrated show. People should be able to watch this on Thursdays. I'm a big mark for them, and here's why. You don't, There's no perfect wrestling show, Mark, but I'm going to tell you right now, the way Triple H and whoever's working behind the scenes NXT UK put it together, I got the perfect uh, blend of promos and in-ring work. And that whole thing with Imperium uh, taking on Gallus wow. is, is strong, man. And I tell you, Walter is like a young Andre. Like, like really young Andre when he was first coming up when he was mobile and can move like when he was in Japan. Yeah. That's what that's what he reminds me of, a very young Andre. I just think that Imperium is over. So is Gallus. I think and Jordan Devlin's great. Noam Dar is one of the best heels in the company and no one knows. He, he is just that good. So I, I, I'm a big fan of NXT UK, the NWA, of course, because you're trying to figure out whether or not Tommy Dreamer is question mark or not. I think he is. Uh, and AEW is fifth on my list. Wow. Well, I, I, I tell you, um, I don't, you listen to the show, you know I'm very high on Walter. Mm-hmm. Walter is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now. I think that uh, there's a lot that could be done with him. I think that the future is bright. He's young enough. Uh, I think that he's going to have time to work on his body. We'll see him change over the next three years. Um, there's, there's so many pluses. And Imperium, as they, their presence, they have a presence. Like you, you, they're never out of it because he's got backup. And um, sometimes Walter is standing on that back row mm-hmm. uh, while the other guys are out there, you know, putting the work in. So I mean, it's 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 a great faction. Um, and you're right. I, I I said it that NXT. UK should be on television with uh, NXT. But, you know, that would be hard to do because there's so many moving parts. And you don't want to say, well, we're going to go to NXT UK. Uh, the show is going on live right now. And then you you go to a feed and it's completely different wrestling, different flow. It would ruin it. Um, but I'm just figuring out how we can get NXT all on one night. Man, it it is a it is one of my favorite shows to watch. It's a it's an hour. Nigel McGuinness on color is terrific. I'm yes, glad that Tom is. I'm glad Tom is doing uh the play by play because after 
they they move the announcers around on SmackDown. Tom Phillips has an opportunity now, so I'm I'm just very happy for for that brand. And uh, and we mentioned AEW. That's on my list as well. All right, so let me ask you this, man. I know you got a big event. Where are you going? You got a big event this afternoon. It's called the big event. <laughs> and That's it's, right. It's at the LaGuardia Hotel uh, in their conference rooms. Um, there's hundreds of pro wrestlers and MMA fighters signing autographs. And as you heard, Devon Dudley was over there opening the show for me. Uh, he's over there signing. And uh, and we enjoyed having Devon on the show today. And I'm on my way over there, man. Like um, it's, uh, I, I look always look forward to getting to meet the fans, meet the people that uh, make us do what we do. And, and there's a reason we love the business, but we love this business because we love performing for the fans. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting over there and uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.